last time on Down Abbey, uh, we wrapped up season four, the season in which Edith had a child and gave it up. Mary was pers pursued by three men, and uh, Bates and Anna has a lot of drama. So we'll see what happens this year, or this season, on season five of Down Abbey. Somebody call 's again yeah we are kicking off season five yeah season is weird it's weird yeah where yeah. I already feel we said last time that there was a or last uh episode that we discussed down Abbey instead of drinking wine yeah that that there was no moments and I'm already I'm already smelling the moments there, there was like quite a few in this we're episode. gonna get some moments yeah 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 um so yeah what's been going on with us busy times yeah, uh, one thing we forgot to plug last week. Yeah, well, our guests, uh, my my girlfriend Lisa, unfortunately, does not have any real anything, anything she wants to promote. promote. <laughs> but our friend Joel is a photographer, a very good photographer. We we probably should use her for some more pro, uh, professional promotional photos for us. But mm -hmm. Joel Christine photo on Instagram. We apologize for not plugging. If you like good photography, yeah, follow her Instagram account. Yeah, or if you're in the uh, greater New England area and need someone. New England, the better England, if you're in that part. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess. Debatably better England. I don't know. Younger England. Sure. Then uh, hit her up. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't know. What do we got? Anything new? Any any news? No, nothing. It's been quite on the down front in terms of uh, movie news. We did get one more fan question uh, that came in uh, after we last recorded. They asked us, will you guys do another show after Downton? Well, if the, they had the taken our survey monkey, they would have known. Was it a fan or was it a uh, random down? Uh, I don't know who it was. It was uh, Sydney Rose Horn. Well, Sydney, if you're a listener to the podcast, take our survey monkey that's still open. Yeah. Uh, uh, aside from that, any yeah, the anything? The eternal question. Oh, the eternal, what do we do next? We yeah. didn't even address the question. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be around. There's a lot of content and... There's a whole it, world out there of media. Put it, put it this way. If there's something that we would do that would guarantee that you kept listening, mm -hmm. let us know what it was. If you're listening solely for Downton and you're going to cut cut ties with us once that's once we're done with Downton, that's, we understand. that's your prerogative. We're, we're sad to lose you, but we hope that we have uh, kept you interested. I think one thing that we're going to try to do is watch something that is easily accessible to anybody with a Netflix or an Amazon Prime account. Yeah. So even if you haven't watched it or whatever it is, we want you to be able to consume it yeah, easily. You can, we you don't can want join you to along. pay a premium. Like we don't, we're not going to ask you to do HBO or Showtime or, you know, well maybe HBO if it's on Amazon. But we'll see. Way, we'll get yeah. there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's get to Down Abbey season five though. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to crack into this. It starts off with a brand new masterpiece theater fanfare, a little well, more flourishy. I didn't notice. I. Uh huh. I, I had this. I had. I was on time crunch. I had to skip forward. I was like, "All right, just another intro." Well, you missed a. Was oh, it's so a slightly different music. It's uh, it, it blossoms more. So every two seasons they change it. The first two are Laura Linney, then they go without, and now they have a new fuller yeah, orchestra. There's no. What's the guy from um, Homeland who's in it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The redhead. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. He's yeah. not in it anymore. Yeah. He's not a masterpiece worthy. Did you notice though on Amazon when you drew up the season, there's a the new image for the season has Mary at the forefront. It's yeah, not, I it's did, not, I did. It's not the Earl of Grantham anymore. It's Mary. She's leading the charge. Uh oh. And they don't have the entire cast like they have in the past seasons. The split down the Yeah, it's only like four or five characters. Well maybe there's just too many. I mean, yeah, at this point, just you know, focus on who sells the show. Because mm -hmm. I ain't tuning in to see what's going on with Ivy. Okay. Like just only have uh, who matters. Ivy. Yeah, I mean, because she was on the freaking like card for like season four or three. It was she like, was Ivy was. I don't know, like Alfred, like all of them are on there. Okay, um, I, I, I don't sorry, pay I'm, attention I'm, to that I'm enough. peeking in the microphone as I could get riled up about this, but uh, yeah, yeah, they just have who matters, and it's a uh, it's marrying a red hat. Not, yeah, wearing the, the, the Carmen San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> onto the episode. Well, one more thing though. Oh, one more what? One more thing. This episode. 
Yeah, one more thing. <laughs> Jackie Chan adventure reference, the television <laughs> show. Okay. Yeah, it holds up. Uh, this show, this episode was really dark visually. I found. Did you see the same? Like, there was so many shadows, and every like so many scenes take place at night. It was such a darkly lit episode. I just wondered, like, was there budget cut on lighting? Because it's so. Maybe this is the dark period. I... Fellows is uh, ready to get dark. I guess. I guess it can't get more dark than the last season. No, so he decided to make it visually dark. I don't know. It was just a, a little off-putting because it's like, I'm watching this at 10 a.m. Why is it so dark? Dang, yeah. it is. Yeah, all right. Sometimes it's the night. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's how it goes in, in London. All right, on to the season. We start off with Edith. Now, uh, who else? Ride, who else? Riding a bike. My, my significant uh, counterpart in real life. Who, yeah, you. We start b- off based with on you. BuzzFeed, I, I am Edith. In another life, um, she's riding a bike on a foggy day. Yeah, and she's going to see her child, her child, her daughter, with Mister Drew Marigold. Yep, <laughs> yep, that happened. She so the that plan that we saw that them launching at the end of season four, it's in full effect. So I didn't understand that Edith was lying to Mister Drew about who the baby was. Yeah, I thought that's like the first thing you would tell him. Maybe they did, but I feel like no, they didn't. He, they clearly didn't because he said they have the scene later where he's like, "I figured it out." No, no, but I mean, I think I, I could have. There might be a scene in season four where he she's like, "Here's an arrangement I have to make with you for a friend." Maybe we missed it. It's just a, this show's a bit of an info dump when it wants to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just needed a way to get that baby on the property. Right. And we can see this is already an arrangement that doesn't seem to be going well. No, Mrs. Drew is is really odd and put off by Edith. Well, I mean, if a, if a stranger, a relative stranger, show up to your house just to play with your one kid uh, every week or whatever, it would be like, what is this? Like yeah. who 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 are you? What are you doing here? And there's it's funny because they show Edith holding the baby and like talking to the Drews about the baby and stuff. Yeah. And then it shows sort of a wider shot of the whole room and there's three other kids sitting at the table. I know. Quietly. Yeah. So you know what? These Drews are fantastic parents. You have yeah. three like kids that are no older than eight and they're all just kind of hanging. Yeah. Quietly while the grown ups talk. That's great. Yeah. Good job, Drews. Right. And now we get uh, a little thing that i think is a little underplayed because i don't think this has happened in the show someone's jealous of edith oh like that never happens mr drew is or mrs drew yeah she's like you like my you got a crush on my husband i think that's the phrase that they use yeah 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 uh we know that's not the case but mr drew's like oh this is not looking good for me <laughs> I, like i don't need that home record edith coming in here mm-hmm uh, wait, well, Edith is a homewrecker. That's right. I forgot about Established. that. Yeah. I wonder if that's travel around the village. Like, there's news like, you know that Edith? Kissed you, a farmer. Yeah. If you got a tractor, watch out for her. So maybe that's why. Maybe I mean, aside from her showing up all the time to tend to this kid, maybe she's heard stories about this Edith. Maybe. I guess you really <laughs> never know what murmurs are going around the town. They probably have that guy killed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't think Grantham has guns for hire? <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know about that tryst. No, but do you think that if this guy came out and was like, there's stories around town that Edith was making out with a farmer, you don't think Lord Grant, like the Granthams, the Crawleys have, have a guy that can no, no. Donovan? You, no, Robert would threaten... There's no fixers? Robert would threaten his farmland with like pesticide or something like that. Or like, if you know better, you keep that to yourself. Like Robert, You don't would, think Bates is walking over in the middle of the night? Well, that, well, that's different. Bates would do that on his own accord without being instructed. But I don't think Robert's the one to resort to killing people <laughs> he makes the call right donovan downton donovan I, I don't watch that show and he's that's a like fixer. he goes and he, he, yeah and that shows like a hundred years after this show takes place it's his distant uh descendant okay we'll watch that after down obviously uh, we got to pay for that so no okay um so anyways uh yeah edith meets with a guy he's like i, I figure out what's going on yeah you, you, you gotta you, this is your kid and we'll have to figure out something and we'll and at the end of the episode, it kind of resolves quickly that like he he sees her and he was like, you know what? You just say you took a liking to the kid, and that's what's where we're gonna go with that story. Mm-hmm. That's how you're gonna spend more time with the kid is you're gonna you just like the kid a lot. It's like they spent they spend like a half hour in between them having to figure out a plot, and, and that's the plot. That that's it. It's like I could have told you that. Also, I think that clearly the Drews are are good parents. They're decent people. Yeah, I think. You can give them the context. They're not like manipulative. They seem very genuine. If if Edith was to well, say, well, I mean, that puts them in a tough spot to be like, this is her kid. What are we doing with her kid? You know, it's we'll it's find a, out. It's tricky. 
Uh, yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Over I, think, I mean, there's. <laughs> it's gonna. We got a long season. We know what happens in some capacity, but I do feel like that. The, I don't remember honestly. <laughs> I think that there's a world where the Drews understand Edith's plight involving Gregson, and mm-hmm. they sympathize, and they they are a little more uh, down to have her around. This is a little reminiscent of what's her name, who had the baby with the. Oh, Ethel. Ethel. Yeah. We can only we can only hope this goes the so, same oh, way. Yeah, well, Ethel in another world is is a stone's throw away from her child and seeing the child on occasion. Yeah. Well must be tough. Yeah. Very much so tough. Go, yeah. Go and figure. things double down on Edith when somebody finds a book of Mr. Drew. We'll get to that later though. That okay. that's the culmination of the whole Edith? No. Well, that, she finds a book of Mr. Drew's and it's very depressing to her. She's very reflective and, of it. And that's all that happens with her in this episode. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And that's all. She gets a book and she gets depressed. Uh, so elsewhere upstairs, um, speaking of storylines carrying over from last season, Miss Bunting yep. is back in full effect. Yep. Well, actually, well, that culminates in the other thing. This is a tricky episode. Okay, well, let's table set. Robert and Cora's anniversary is coming up. Yep. Uh, and the girls decide to throw a party for, for them to celebrate their anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because Lord Gillingham is already going to be in town and visiting anyways. As well as another lady who we'll get to. Yeah. So it's just like, well, if you're already going to have people over, might as well blow out the anniversary into a party. And they say, like, invite young people. Invite your friends. And they don't even really allude to how many years they're getting, they've been married at this 34 point. 34 years. They, they say it outright. Oh, they do, because Daisy talks about it. Yeah. Okay. It's... A, it, <laughs> Early in the morning, but uh, okay, so that's a random year to celebrate 34 years. Okay, I mean, I feel like high society must celebrate every anniversary and birthday. Well, and... it seems they imply that they do it on the low a little bit, mm-hmm. like it's like Robert and Cora have their time together, but hey, let's blow out 34. Why not? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so yeah, they tell them to invite all their friends, so Rose takes it upon herself to invite Miss Bunting. Yeah, there's a little scene prior where. Lady Rose goes to the school for the awards and hands out awards, and they say like, "Oh, thank you so much for for all you do." And then yeah, and Branson goes, and it's Edith goes too. Yeah, Edith goes too to support Drew's son and for a geography award. Yeah, all right, smart and obedient. These Drew kids. So yeah, you go to this good kids. Yeah, they are good kids. Although Edith goes to their house, doesn't really seem to interact with those kids, but is willing to show up at an award ceremony for those kids. What a weird woman. I mean, she always you know she wants to know what's up. She's not there for the kids. She's there to say, hey, Mr. Drew, how's... How's my actual daughter? Yeah, exactly. Uh, So anyways, yeah, Branson runs into Bunting, and we learned that he hasn't seen her since she went to the the banister upstairs last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Bunting thought, you know, she was sworn away. It's funny how a lot of things in this episode make reference to the fact that this is, a give or take, a year later from where we left. This is 1924. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, remember that thing a year ago? Not much has changed in our lives. <laughs> yeah, nothing has changed at all. It's crazy to think how little changes in these off months. Oh, and, oh I mean, you talked about it like in the last on our wine drinking episode, but Barrow was born in 1896. So he was 16 when this show started. <laughs> this show is 10 years after that. So he's about 26 right now. He has gray hair in this episode. I didn't notice he had gray hair. Thomas has gray hairs. You're telling me, a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people do get gray hair in their 20s, but... Barrow had such a thick mane of black hair. You're telling me he's got gray hair at 26? I don't buy it. Come that's on. A, and that's a creative Julian, choice. you got to explain that. Stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, though, so Miss Bunton comes over for this party. Mm-hmm. People are not pleased to see her. Yeah, yeah, nobody is. Yeah, they're aware of her, her trying to win Barrow back to the dark side. Of, but it's funny because I feel like the family kind of put Barrow in, in Barrow. the same Barrow Branson in the same like area as her. It was Isabel and I believe like Mary and Cora that pushed for Branson to go to this political meeting where he met it's her. It's true. And that kicked things off. If it wasn't for them, he would never have met them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they just like, yeah, stay true to yourself, Branson, but don't bring it home with you. <laughs> yeah. And then you did. You brought home this Miss Bunting. Well, he didn't want her there. Right. He no, he, well, it was a surprise, but Rose okayed it with Cora. Uh, yeah. And Cora, of course, you know, was just like, yeah, why not? Um, this results into the problem pretty quickly. Yeah. Just interacting with guests at the parties, one of the girls says, 
I don't know where to start with mathematics. She literally pronounces it. <laughs> he knows that. no math. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's like Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. You yeah. feel English? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's who <laughs> that's she is. That's impossible. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Miss Bunting uh, says, like, well, maybe you'll marry someone with enough money where you won't even have to worry about that. You know, you don't need to lear- worry about learning mathematics. Who the heck are you to show up at this party and tell a lady, you know, like, it's okay that you're not smart. <laughs> She's not fun. She's rude. She's straight up rude. Like, I understand, like, you have your politics and you want to represent them. You gotta, but when I go over to your house, Dave, it's not like I'm ranting and raving about, like, you know, my causes. Yeah, because we disagree so much on the causes. <laughs> yeah, you know me, I'm a radical. Um but yeah, and this also brings about the worst in Isabel, where she says, "It's nice to see a fresh face in the house." And it's like, Isabel, come on now, come on. You gotta know know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Violet's not <laughs> happy. So she says, "We cast a wide net tonight." <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um. So yeah, Violet like goes to Robert's like, "This is not good. We can't have this happening." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Edith was like, "What's going on?" And Robert's like, "Just be quiet, Edith." <laughs> That's literally what happens. She's she's just not good. But then Branson has a nice moment after the party ends, and there's a little screaming match about politics or whatever at the table. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there is a screaming match because like uh, they go back and forth, Robert and her, mm-hmm. and it, they make her. They make uh, oh, about the memorial. Yeah. Which yeah. Will, again, we'll circle back. This is a very cyclical episode. Yeah. Everything yeah. relates to everything, which is a good good on Julian's part. But it's funny how like they literally show Miss Bunting like serving her own food from their plate as she like takes a shot at like Robert, and it's like Miss Bunton. I keep calling this button, but <laughs> Miss Bunting, like you got to know your time and place. Like if you want to take Robert up on this, do it one on one. Don't do it in front of everyone. That's mm-hmm. just disrespectful. And they, she thinks that a memorial for the war is a, a waste of money. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. better ways to use the money. Yeah. For a war that didn't even matter. Which, again, oh boy. we we get it. But also, this is like right after the war. Like, come on. Still fresh in their minds. Yes, yeah, honestly, have some respect. They have, they, they lost. They, yeah, they, they lost, lost friends. They, they lost. They family. had people. Everybody did. Every, yeah. In that time, they host, they had a hospital there. Yeah, maybe like, you that's did. the one thing that I feel like someone like, like Bunting tries to make it like they're so out of touch. Mm-hmm. They turned their home into a convalescent. They're on the forefront. Where were you, Miss Bunting? Learning mathematics. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so. Um, so yeah, there is that nice moment after the dinner where there's a blow up where Robert laments Branson in, engaging with this woman. But it's not about uh, her, him sleeping with her or anything. It's about him changing or her changing him back into the way he was. Because uh, the thing is, I think the thing about Branson is that he hasn't given up his beliefs or anything. It's more that he's gotten a, a fuller understanding, I think, of the world and how it works. Yeah, like he life. has, he has, yeah. a, he has a child to care for. Yeah, he can't go burning mansions anymore. Right. So. I think that's what concerns Robert is that he would fall back into like this kind of like simple, simplistic way of the world that his politics kind of sometimes represent. But we know what Branson says. He says, I'm not a hater. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause Robert, if you see a hater come and point him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cause Robert literally fears that he will turn back into a hater, a radical or a hater. And <laughs> haterism, it, it, hey, 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 they don't want that back then. <laughs> But, but Branson doesn't no hate. No, yeah, he's not. He's not on the hater raid. Uh, so that wraps that up for this episode. I have a feeling we're going to see more Miss Bunting. Great. Again, they're just going to keep hitting these same beats because these are like the same beats they were hitting before. And it's a Braithwaite, but a little, little nicer, but not yep. much nicer. Yep, we're going to keep hitting those same notes. And another uh, Robert storyline, uh, kind of related to Branson, but so Branson's daughter keeps calling him Donk. <laughs> Robert, his name around the house is Donk, aka Donkey. <laughs> yeah, because they like to play pin the tail on Donkey. What better Donkey than the How Earl of Grantham? How times in your life have you played pin the tail on your Donkey? Got to be less than ten. I think yeah. When I was like five, it stopped. Like birthday parties. How many people you name no name Donk? One, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Earl of Grantham. Maybe we should call call ourselves. Maybe don't call me Donk anymore. That'd be great. How many followers would we get if we changed our name to the Lords of Donk? <laughs> I don't know, we live get, in New Donk City. Yeah, that's the Mario game. Yeah, we'd get a different audience, I think, if we're the we're, if we're talking about Donk. I feel like we get a lot of like rapper followers. Like, oh, what's up with the they, they haters? So no more haters. Yeah, yeah, we're not haters though. Um, donk, only Donk, only Donk. Um, the other uh, big rap series new. This, uh, well, is uh, Gilliam's in the house. 
You want he in the house? Yeah, yeah. Talk about donks. There's, there's that guy. Uh, so he shows up, um, and they think that he's just going to be ahead of Blake in the race because he's just showing up at the house. Yeah, I was a little bummed there was no Blake this episode. It's kind of confusing. So if this is a year after the last episode, and these guys profess to Mary that we're coming after you, we're coming hard, and then Gilliam takes a year to show up. She just puts her feet up on the table and waits for a year. <laughs> yeah. These guys are really showing their intentions there by waiting. Yeah, patience. Yeah, there's no way to uh, better way to a woman's heart than that. Yeah. Uh, which I think Mary even acknowledges in this episode where she says, well, how am I supposed to get with a guy I barely know? And especially in the bedroom, too. Like, she alludes to, like, the other stuff. Yeah, there's that very awkward conversation between Mary and uh, Anna. And, and Anna yeah. about that. And it's like, Anna's like, I don't I think I'm good about talking about this. <laughs> Bates and I are set. <laughs> but uh, but Mary like says like oh I got into such graphic detail with one person I nearly fainted it made me wonder what graphic detail could that be for the 1920s we'll find out yeah <laughs> well, really I don't know I don't know um, it's funny Gillingham shows up first thing he does is ask about the pigs he says how are the famous pigs doing come on come he's, on he's saying like has the, has he been here the other man oh you think you think that's it i think he i think he's trying to get a little shot that, that makes like, sense how's that those pigs Cause by he, the way i'm gilling them yeah cuz he shows up he walks right over the mary and then she starts talking about the war memorial which we'll get to with carson so it's like she kind of like puts him off in, for a second just for a second when he shows up um but he's got other plans in mind i mean mm-hmm. he goes rabbit hunting with uh branson and mary yep Fine little scene. Yeah, it's foggy, dark like the rest of this episode visually for some reason. Um, Mary ta- talks about wanting to sell grain. That, that's how you build a relationship. Yeah, the, Mary's had some real good business talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian must have had to do his research. Yeah, she talks to Robert about like doing business stuff. Um, so yeah, Gilliam is there. Uh, Bates gets a moment with, with uh, Gilliam oh, yeah. to ask about Mr. Green. And it's like, why would you do that? Because... You don't think he killed not? him? I don't think he killed him. <laughs> Either way, it's uh, it's, not, it's come on, Bates. You know better than this, man. It's hey, just so, so weird. Does he though? <laughs> also, this happened like a year ago. Why are you bringing up the death of this guy's valet to him? Downton's a very like traumatizing place. I guess so. That's you just Mr. don't forget. Mr. Green had some connection to Downton. Yeah, obviously. So, anyways, Gilliam. You know, Gilliam also says to Branson, like, "Whatever happened to those America plans?" And Branson's like, "Oh, we'll see." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, because they ended an episode last season with, I'm moving to America a year later. What what, what happened to that talk? Yeah. Yeah. Because well, well, the thing is, I kind of put it off, was like he met Bunting, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, maybe her. I don't think it's why. I think no, he's just preoccupied. That's true. Too much grain. Too much grain to sell. Too many pigs. I like how this, this series goes along. We just poke more and more holes in the timeline of this thing. It's just like, Julian, come on, man. Just give it a little consistency. Um. But Gilliam, he absconds himself to Mary's room. Mm-hmm. And he plans to spend more time in that room. Yeah. Because he wants to invite her to come little, stay with him. A little vacation. Yeah. Well. And he's like, we'll spend our days together and our nights together. Do you he's think like, he... Whoa, now. Yeah. Do you think he leaves that room after uh, talking to Mary? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's a gentleman. I think he's saying... Uh, he's, he's forward, but he's a gentleman. And Mary does yeah. question, like... You really think you can just be with someone without being with someone? I don't know. I feel like Julian is setting up this episode with her talking about that hanky-panky talk. Does she want to get that out of the way first before she spends any meaningful time with this guy? But I again? think that's what the meaningful time is. Maybe just That's what heavily is implied. That's true. They're the, going to go away and, you know. And the last time she did in the house with a, not Matthews, they died. So Yep. Yeah. Correct. Death. Yeah. yeah. Poor, right. poor Richard Carlisle, Carlisle waited six years for it. Oh, boy. Tony Gilliam was like, hey, by the way, uh, let's go smash far away for a long time. Yeah. Several yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. Richard Carlisle's like, I'll wait six years. He, he's a he's a gentleman if you if you look <laughs> exactly. at it from that respect. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a real stand-up. No wonder he's so frustrated. Yeah. I, more and more, we understand his plight. <laughs> um, so I guess the big thing happening in the house, though, is this memorial. Is this the? I mean, it's big, Jace. I mean, what else is going on with the family? There's the stuff happening with Violet and Isabel, but that's outside of everything. I feel like the party is the big thing of this one, the anniversary. 
Yeah. But, I mean, this is part of the build-up to that party. Yeah. So there's going to be this war memorial. Mm-hmm. And these two little townsfolks come over. Yeah. And they're like, we want to ask about the chairman. And they want Carson to attend like, for some reason. We want Mr. Carson. And Carson is like standing behind him. <laughs> 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 and he's a considerable figure in the village, apparently. This is a very funny scene. Yeah. Because these two little townspeople are talking to Robert about this thing. And they're like, no, we want Mr. Carson. And then they immediately say, Mr. Carson, can I have some tea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah, we don't see Carson really outside of his role. So this is like news to us that he's like so well like respected. Well, I mean, Downton is like the heartbeat of this community. So yeah, he's got to be sort of. And and we just assume things like the bazaar. I assume Hughes would be the, Hughes would be the one who's more well respected in the public than Carson. But uh, hey, hey, he gets around. Um, so the village wants Carson. Yeah, the village people. Yeah. Uh. And he's clearly uncomfortable because uh, Robert is just not, he's, he's jealous. He's jealous of Carson. Yeah, he is. He, he's hes trying not to be, though. Yeah, he's trying to put his best face on because he knows Carson does a lot of work and stuff, and he's earned it. Uh, but, he, yeah, he wants to, you know, have some say in the matter. So the way this kind of all builds is uh, Miss Bunting at dinner reminds Robert that the village chose Carson over him for this memorial. And then Carson swipes in. Yeah. And he says, like, he's on the committee, though. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Bunting. He's like, well, I made sure that he was on the committee. And she looks salty after that. Like, oh, I got put in my place by like, Carson. Yeah, she can't She can't take that. Yeah, yeah. She can't get the smackdown from someone that's even above her on the social And Robert feels, like, saved by, like, Carson on this. And he's like, a little flattered. Yeah. And yeah, it turns yeah. out Carson actually did go and talk to the committee about it. Right. It's not just some uh, posturing to... to scare off Bunting and to calm the conversation. Now, one thing we didn't mention is that Miss Bunting wanted to go downstairs and thank the staff for serving the food. Do you think she had some words for Carson when she went downstairs? No, I think she, <laughs> I think she's all talk. Yeah, yeah, she's all genuine with them downstairs. That's the other thing we didn't mention with uh, that is Cora, like, she was very nice to Miss Bunting, like, thank you for coming, hopefully we'll see you again. And Robert's like, what? What are you talking about? Cora's, Cora's straight think. up. Yeah, yeah, well... I mean, she doesn't seem to be happy about her, too. She's, yeah, but she's she's kind, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough episode for Robert, though. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. But, uh... Is it, we almost done with Upstairs, right? We got kind of one more. Yeah, we'll Ro- get Rose to... just kind of floats around in the background of this episode. She's there, as always. She's a utility player. Yeah. So, uh, across the... Oh, well, we, we do see her visit Branson in his nice little shed that we haven't seen before. Oh, yeah, his office. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, he has a massive map on there. Like, this like, is your office? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a new location. He's got like a bong in there. What? <laughs> that's like not... a blacklight alien poster. Yeah. It's like chill room. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just... What's up, dude? You found my place. He's got like a fridge stock full of beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Though, did you notice that there's the line that um, Cora says about like inviting friends? And she says, oh, God, I hope Branson doesn't invite his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one we never see. The one that, well, we saw him once. Yeah, yeah. But, We've got a good... Where's my beer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish he would come back. I wish. Um, so, anyways, uh, Cora does tie to another storyline. Uh, do we want to talk downstairs or do we want to finish yeah. up the total upstairs? I mean, there's the Isabel Lady Merton stuff. We, I mean, we, that's, a, that's a pretty big plot. Is it? Yeah. yeah. All right, you have at it. So, Isabel, Lord Merton keeps making the call to Isabel. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> all these years, you know... This has been Lord Merton is, is he's a slow player. He's he, he's trying to play slow. Yeah. But then somebody puts in the ear of the Dowager that if Isabel were to wind up with Lord Merton, mm-hmm. she would become a society player. Yeah, she'd be above the Dowager. Yeah, and the Dowager is like, eh, eh, nah, eh, not for she me. She even consults Robert about this. Like, she's, she's you can't like, let this happen. <laughs> this is and this is just ultimate pettiness on the part of the Dowager. Yeah. So. The Dowager hatches this great plan. Mm-hmm. We get two great appearances. It's been a little while. Septimus is back. <laughs> Spratt is there. As if he's been there the whole time. Dr. Clarkson shows up. So mm-hmm. she wants to pit. She wants to like pivot Isabel back towards Dr. Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And then she invites in, what is uh, Lady Shackleton? Or is that yeah, the- Lady Shackleton. Lady Shackleton. So she wants Lady Shackleton to woo Lord Merton. And the thing is, Isabel 
really doesn't want to be with Lord Merton, but she's not like, totally opposed to it. Is my like she's not like smitten with the idea that he w- wants to be with her, but yeah. So they have this party, and it kind of goes according to plan. Yeah, Lady, Lady Shackleton seems to really hit things off. With... Isn't Lady Shackleton the name of that story? Uh, that like really scandalous British story where they, they hook up in the cabins or whatever. I don't know. I don't read old scandalous British stories. It, it was a scandalous one, but uh, Shackleton seems to really take a Martin seems to take a liking to Shackleton. Shackleton seems to make. Oh, it I'm, like... thinking, I'm thinking of Lady Chatterley. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a scandalous one, readers. Uh, but yeah, Shackleton. Uh, she she's looking to shag up with Martin. Yeah, and it seems to be like it. This is sort of left open. Yeah, but it seems like Isabel is a uh, been properly p- moved out of the the path. Yeah, yeah, and Clarkson like reminds her or that like, look, you know, they're not of the same tribe as us. So you know, what do you what are you doing with him? Look at me, look at me, I'm Clarkson. <laughs> like, look at my mustache. I'm handsome. I'm a handsome man. He's a pretty good looking older dude. Clarkson's a handsome man. Lady Lord, Lord Merton looks like a, a clown. I think half the time he looks like aloof, whereas Clarkson is, he knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much that story. I line. thought that was a very an, an it's entertaining storyline. Uh, Septimus has issues with serving Clarkson. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He does. Like, it's like below him. This guy will save your life one day, Septimus and, probably. And, and uh, the Dowager's like, just serve him as freaking tea. Septimus yeah. Septimus is like, oh no, the cake. Yeah, yeah. I like that we keep calling him Give Sep- him the cake and then you leave, Sprat. Yeah, we keep calling him Septimus, even though his name is Sprat. But the name is Septimus Sprat. I know, it's just more fun to call him <laughs> Septimus. It's just an absurd name. <laughs> he has such a good, like, he, he has good facials, this actor. Like, he yeah, is yeah. very uh, great at being... Like, not wanting to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's keep it tied to upstairs because there's one key storyline downstairs that ties into it. Excuse me. Yeah, one key storyline that also has a weird little offshoot story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Barrow is still harassing Baxter a year on about what she knows about Anna and Bates. This literally has carried like, on for a year. One year later, and he's like, I'm getting impatient. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. you don't say. At one point, he even says... I know this has to do with him and Mr. Gilliam's valet. And it's like, if you know that, then you know the story, Barrow. Yeah. There's nothing else to learn. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he like is threatening her. Like, I'll have it out with you. Like, he is like, I'll growling. Reveal if you, and he says, if you don't do it, if you don't tell me, by the end of the day, I'm going to reveal your secret yeah. to Cora. And we still see, like, Mosley coming to her defense, but Barrow corners her times where she, he can't even get to her. Like, she's just in a room with Barrow, yeah. and he's just threatening her yeah yeah um so mosley gives her the courage to say like whatever story you, you have whatever secret get I don't, ahead of it yeah i don't know what it is i don't want to know and also he tells her this in a hallway i feel like we have not seen before in the show either where this is a new sets yeah yeah maybe there's like a fire and burn some of this maybe down. the trade-off for the lighting they they had to yeah, the, the set budget they built these new sets and they just couldn't afford the lighting because there's like this light coming up through this corridor where they're standing in mosley and baxter i i don't recall at all um so he tells her to get in front of it uh-huh and she goes to cora yep and we find out the news which i feel is a little undercut by the music just for a second because she tells the big reveal that she stole things, and, yep. and she it, served three years in jail. Well, that's the thing: is the music starts to play, like to rise up when she tells us she stole things. It's like, okay, whatever. I get like she's a servant; that's a big deal. But it, like it keeps ratcheting, and then it gets to reveal like, oh, three years. Well, yeah, three years is the big like drop. Like, oh yeah, she went to jail that's, for this. That's when the bass drops. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's not about the jewelry. It, it, it's more so that she didn't give it back, mm-hmm. and then that she got in jail for three years. And clearly, there's sort of motive that she is not saying yeah there's more to the story that we Which don't is know why cora kind of gives her the past she says i have no reason to to do anything to you right now you're doing a great job so then you haven't dropped the soap so. in the moment <laughs> in, in the moment of the episode a star maker moment yeah branson or barrow is like all right you didn't tell me i'm gonna go reveal your secret mm-hmm. goes to do it and cora's like oh i already know about that by the way if you think that you're some hot shot who can get one up on me or get one up on the, on on uh on Baxter because of this uh-uh it's funny it's a you brought her to my house yeah it's and a, look at what and, and this is what it has happened it's it's almost a direct mirror though to the beginning of season 4 where we saw him uh you know make up that story about Nanny Westacora 
to get her out of the house. Mm-hmm. And now he goes to Cora again with a story, but Cora's less, uh, less, you know, yeah, open she, to it. She's like, what are you trying to, like, if you're using this, like, she, she knows him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows him too And the thing, well. this is what happens when things don't go your way, Barrow. You can almost get fired, so you best watch your mouth, bro. And Barrow's like screaming. He's like, oh, you, you think you've got the best of me? <laughs> you haven't seen the last of Tom Barrow. <laughs> Was he shot out of a cannon <laughs> yeah. or something? <laughs> it's like Team Rocket. He goes into the sky and turns it like, ding. Yeah. So see, things are okay with Baxter for the moment. Yeah, and... uh tangentially related to that mm-hmm. Molesley mm-hmm. he asks Baxter how old she thinks he is and she's like uh 52 and he's like I'm 51 like he's like so sad that she would think he's that old he's another he's got another 12 months on what she assumes yeah just as much as the 34 years is weird to celebrate the difference of 51 to 52 is a is an odd leap to really be like beside yourself on um so Mosley starts dyeing his hair. Which I think he's done before. Haven't we seen this already? I don't think so. I feel like we've been through this before. I mean, we've been through a lot of really d- depressing things with Mosley. They even reference at, the, at one point in this episode, where's the cocktails? Oh, our butler got drunk on it one time. We don't serve those anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mosley. And they, they, uh, there's a lot of comments like, Mosley, are you Italian? Are yeah. you Spanish? Are you Irish? Are you Irish? Yeah. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. It just looks darker. It doesn't look it that doesn't much look that different. Bad, but like people are starting to notice it, and then it just ultimately ends where Carson's like, or Grantham. Well, no, Mister Carson has a great line. He's like, "Whatever you're doing to your hair, stop." He says, what? "Take steps." Yeah, well, that's because that's because Robert tells him keep Mosley in the kitchen until his hair stops turning blue. <laughs> And that's when Grant Carson tells him to take, take steps. Take steps. Yeah, he doesn't even say like how to do it or anything. It just says take steps. <laughs> and then it shows Mosley like dejectedly in a bathtub, washing his hair stuff out. out of his hair. But his interactions with Baxter are really sweet, and like they're a good duo. Yeah, they are. They're very platonic at this moment. Yeah, but they're coming together. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, but we do get um, we you talk about duos though, Jimmy and Thomas, thickest thieves. Thickest thieves. This is something we should have seen like more of a build towards last season. Like we saw them get along, but like after like O'Brien exited, I feel like they should have like done a better job of linking up Thomas and Jimmy. I know Thomas assaulted Jimmy, but like I do think that there's a lot of and we see that, but we also see that Jimmy is not incapable of being very forward with uh potential romantic partners. Yeah. Like Jimmy is cut of the same cloth. In a certain way, like he what he went for Ivy when she didn't want it. Yeah, and he claims, so maybe, and, and I think he, it's it's under represented how progressive Jimmy is for accepting Thomas as a as a decent true. human, considering uh, Alfred wanted to call the cops and have him sent to jail for being gay. Yeah, uh, and also Jimmy's middle name is irresistible. Yeah, wait, I I gotta know now. When was Jimmy born? Now that we know when Thomas Barrow was born. Uh, what is the age of Jimmy on Downton Abbey? Because that would change the context of everything for their... He's probably, I would say he's probably 20, 22. Uh, we don't have a date for his birth. That's probably for the best. Okay. I'm going to guess he's probably four or five years younger than Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Let's keep it like that. <laughs> yeah. We also, there's... um. So so the the Jimmy thing comes down to again a, a fun little like time jump thing. He's like, "Oh, I've gotten a letter from the with a lady that I used lady to work Anne. for." That that uh you know, I I've received word from her and maybe it has to do with my Valentine and Bar- uh, Barrow goes, "From last year?" Because the previous February Ooh. episode Jimmy's like, oh, I, the one with uh, Ivy receiving the Valentine. Yeah, there was that big part. Like, who did you send a, a Valentine to, Jimmy? And it was his old employer. Oh yeah, yeah. So he says yes, but also this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like just to know that, you know, not every not everybody is just harping on the same memories. Yeah, it's funny when they're having this discussion. We get the grand reentry of Carson this season. Like it's the first time we see him, and he says. This sounds like boys talk. I don't allow. If you can tear yourself away from your smutty talk, you're wanted upstairs. Yeah. Like it's just like I didn't realize he had that smutty deliberations. Yeah, I didn't realize he had that like, that much lay of the law where he's like, you can't even talk about whatever you're talking about. I mean, like, he, do- he, he does. He does. 
and he's back. Carson's back for season five. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they this lady keeps mailing Jimmy, and she just drops she, in. She's thirsty. She's thirsty. Yeah, and he is a thirst trap. So he's irresistible. Um. And it's funny though, because like uh, someone says, it's beneath her to be pining for a footman. Barrow says, because he he doesn't get it. Yeah. And you don't, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And she makes her designs clear very quickly. She she is she shows up. And yeah. you know what? I would I she looks. She's yeah. yeah, she's a good looking lady. Oh yeah. They could have gone any which way. She could have been older. Older. She could have yeah. been any any size shape. They went just right. They went they went like she she's just a free spirited rich lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so they Shack up, yeah. Barrow has his little moment of of playing in the, you know, he's the spy. He's sort of keeping an eye out. He yeah. says, if you leave at three o'clock in the morning, nobody's going to know the difference, right? So, Jimmy goes, yeah, get to the room, yeah. And uh, now we we loop all the way back. Yeah, comes all the way back around to Edith, who we started with. She's pining over this book. She's crying about... Because uh, it was a book that belonged to Gregson. Gregson. Yeah. She's in there crying about Mr. Gregson and his passing and all that. You know, the, the uncertainty of her future. Yeah. And uh, a fire starts in her room. Yeah, she throws the book in the fire when reading it. And then the book just sits there. And I was like, that would probably cause a fire. Because they spent enough time away from the room. Like, what happened to that book that was on fire? And there, there, there it is. Because, uh, yeah, Barrow smells fire. There's a fire. Yeah, he starts shouting, man. Like he is. I mean, that's a serious situation. That manor is on fire. Yeah, I and completely then, forgot this ever happened yeah, to the manor. And then, like straight up, we see like survival mode. Yeah, Lord Grantham, save the dog. Yeah, he shall save the <laughs> get the sand buckets that they have in the house and save the He's dog. Like, Brenton, you know where the sand buckets are. Save the dog. <laughs> and then Grantham really comes through as a leader. Yeah, like he's running around opening all the doors, yeah, saying yeah. like. Fire! We need to go. Fire! And, and it's so it's, it, yeah. And then he busts open the door. Uh, yeah. And we see Jimmy mid mid stroke. <laughs> whoa 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 whoa! We do not see anything <laughs> close to that. He's mid stroke though. We don't see it. But he's he's doing it. Yeah, he's with Anne. He is with Anne. Yeah, they're doing. They're not asleep. They're doing the lady chatterly in the room. <laughs> he's mid <made> stroke. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're, they're having a heat stroke in the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is funny though, because like as much as Thomas vilifies his family, he goes into full hero mode, saving Edith. Like he gets oh, yeah. her out of that bed. He jumps. He leaps over the flames. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of exciting to see Barrow in that action hero mode. It's like, yeah, man, you're you're a yeah. good dude at the end of the day. Sometimes when you want to be, yeah, um, I mean, he's helping his boy stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, who's he's handling the hose at one point, but then Robert comes in and is handling the hose, the water hose for and a then while. Mr. Drew comes in with the hose. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, but it's so funny to see like the action shot of like Robert with like the hose spraying the thing down. It's, it's like, like nothing is happening to but, the fire. But you get a sense that like Robert cares so much about the Downton. Yeah. He, he's going to like risk his life to like put that fire out. Like yeah. this is his life. I was thinking watching this scene that this is a very season five thing to do. Burn down like, the manor? Yeah, like Sons of Anarchy did it. Like they burnt the clubhouse gets blown up. Like yeah. With two seasons left of the show and they just have to like. You know, because the it becomes a character and you mourn the loss, but nope, just a... Yeah, how many times on Breaking Bad do they blow up the lab or whatever, change the lab up for, for a new... Well, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, this is more like Sons of Anarchy, oh. where it's one the whole time and then kaboom. Okay, yeah. I haven't nope. seen that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Mr. Drew comes out of nowhere, so I guess the village the, is... Yeah, there's like a fire brigade in the village. So, so now it makes me wonder, when they say the village chose Carson, the village people, so they have a fireman, we know. They have firemen. Do they have cops? Do they have? They must uh, have cops. I'm just the trying. Constable. Can they? Can, are the village people there? Is there a construction? Well, Mosley. Is there? Is, is there an Indian there? It's not a Native American, probably, but an probably not an Indian. <laughs> well, I mean, Pramuk. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. O'Brien can come back. She's lived there. Yeah, exactly. We got the village people coming together. So uh, there's this fire, and Robert busts in on the lady. Oh, Anne. and the, the, he has the best line too. He's like. There's a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees him too, stroking up, he like stops and he's just like, "There's a there's a fire. Get outside." Well, it's not even that. He has disgust in but his voice. Like, it's like shame. He's like, "Oh yeah. God, there's what a have fire. I seen? There, there's a 
There's something going on. And then when they're outside, he's like, goes to Carson. He's like, I think it's time James finds work elsewhere. Yeah, he is. Give like, him a reference. He does not mince words. Like, get him out of here. <laughs> like, nope. And then also. And, and, and Lady Hand's like, I'm going to be leaving now, too. <laughs> I'll see. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Robert's face. He's like, come on. Yeah. I'm stroking. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Enough of that word. Um, Who else is caught up in this fire? They all got soot on their face. They're, they're all outside. Cora goes up to Barrow and says, I was oh. about to do some bad steps towards you. She's like, thank you for saving our lives. He's a Superman. He did. He's, He's a re- hero. He really is. He did, his, he did his job. He saved Edith. The one that no one loves, he saved her. Yeah, well. And then Edith, I mean, it doesn't even seem to be phased by the fire, goes up to Mr. Drew, and that's when we find out their grand scheme to see her daughter. Mm-hmm. Come on, Edith, you've caused a dang fire in the house. You should show a little bit more, uh, be a little more upset. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, is it Gillingham? Someone's talking to Mary, and she just says, Lady Edith chose to set fire to her room. <laughs> yeah, 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 but we're okay. <laughs> it's like my dumb sister set her room on fire. And that's just how it goes. This year at Down Abbey. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's most of the episode, actually. Yeah, this was a great episode. Yeah, I it, loved this episode. It was long, but it was yeah, good. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Oh, we didn't talk about Daisy. Daisy at all. Oh yeah. That's going on. Daisy wants to learn how to do math. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yes. That's pretty much it. She has some pamphlets. People and like Carson is not for it. Yeah, cuz uh and she, Ivy's gone. Right. She took the job. She is gone. gone. Right. So she, Daisy's had double the workload and she's wondering about like 34 years of marriage and stuff and Patmore puts in her head like you can go manage that farm. And Daisy's like, "I don't know." And then she we, starts to read. Yeah, it's because the mathematics. She's got to learn how to do that. She talked to Bunting a little bit about it, too, right? Did she? I think there might be a little interaction. I, I kind of yeah. start to zone when Bunting oh, is on Oh, wh- what does Daisy call herself? She calls herself a pig ignorant idiot. Dang. Yeah, and Carson says no mathematical skill is worth that, losing their confidence in themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> a real confident dumb person is better than a, you know. A person trying to better themselves. <laughs> dumb, uh, educated person. Yeah. So hopefully Daisy learns how to do two plus two eventually. Yeah. Any any choice quotes? Uh, I mean the donk put the fire out. Uh, I love how like after they show Edith the misery or whatever, they cut to like Robert reading the newspaper and he says, "Look at this, a man in misery," um, which he's referring to the government because there's talk about the people being uh, choosing a labor government. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary says we shouldn't panic, even though Robert seems to be a little flustered by it. Yeah, we have a yeah. nice quote from. Uh... Uh, the the dowager obviously duh, a good quote from her yeah in regards to Lord Merton she says to Isabel there's nothing simpler than avoiding people you don't like avoiding one's friends that's the real test yeah that that's a that's a good one yeah yeah and then a really nice little bit that I think resonates uh, between Jimmy and Barrow he says in regards to Jimmy says in regards to all of his flirtatious letters he says well we'll all settle down one day and Barrow says. We don't all have that option, which is really like, boom. Yeah. It's tough to, Barrow has a very two-sided episode where Mm -hmm. he's like a good friend to somebody that he deserves to be a good friend to, a terrible person to someone that he's just putting his foot over, right? and then a superhero. Yeah, he's a very conflicted man. Like, I feel like I want him to straighten out for us. Yeah. Yeah, Julian, straighten the man out. Yeah. Like, Like, put him on the right path. Yeah. He's not evil. No, 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 no. He's figuring things out. Oh, we do get a, be- a, brief, uh, a brief, like, um, d- uh, discourse between Hughes and Carson where he talks about the memorial and, or something. And she just, like, disagrees. She, he says something where things are in flux and she's like, that sounds disgusting or something like that. The nature of life is not permanent. Right. flux. Yeah. Also, Mary says to Tony Whatever Gilliam... Whatever all that means. Whatever all that means. It's in flux. Yeah. Yeah, to- yeah. Mary says to Tony Gilliam, Tony, I do love you in my cold and unfeeling way. Yeah. And Tony's like, oh, mama. <laughs> yeah. 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 Start shivering. Mary does say, I hope we don't have to see more of Miss Bunting, <laughs> echoing all of our feelings. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. And then uh, Robert gets to say at the, the anniversary, I give you our Cora, the best companion in the world. Ah, So sweet. And they refer to the party. They said a young party instead of all the old duffers. Sure. So who are the old? Du- it's like my mother. Yeah. My yeah. Mary, your mother-in-law, is old duffer. Yeah. 
Well, let's get to the power rank. Oh, this is a good episode. We both grand up. Power, power rankings. Who is down for you, Dave? On the bottom, number three, Mosley. All right. He's got the hair. The hair. <laughs> it's, Carson I, tells him to take steps. That moment of him like speaking up, though, for Baxter, giving her the courage to go do it, I thought was good, though. Yeah, but he's he's going through a a, a late a, a rough hair midlife yeah. crisis, but at age fifty, fifty two, fifty one, yeah. I had Miss Bunting at number three. Oh, okay. she obstructs the household. People don't like her. She's a stink. Get her out. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I got Jimmy at number two. Same here. He gets caught. He's gonna get sacked. I mean, he did. I was, he, I was, he got sacked. All right. <laughs> Heyo. Heyo. Uh, sacked and stroked, yeah. Yep. Okay. Edit that out. <laughs> uh, number one, Edith. Yeah, it's same. It's, it's just so clear. She's a downer, and she caused a fire in the house. Yep. Come on, fire burning. Yep. That's going to open the episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it has to now. <laughs> what a quiet. All right. So up. I got the superhero number three, Tom Barrow. Same here. He saves the house. He does. I, he was on. I was like handwriting because the episode is coming to an end. I was like, I gotta, gotta think of these power rankings. And I was like, Bear. I almost put him on the top and the bottom because that core of SmackDown puts him right in his place. Yeah, I do love though that like they're like, where were you up at three or four a.m.? Oh, just looking around. Like, <laughs> never mind that, Barrow. Like wink, wink. Yeah, number two. I got the Dowager. Oh. She put she she seems to have succeeded. She schemed. She She's, successfully schemed. She schemed. Yeah, I have Baxter. Back okay, Baxter. She fair. got out ahead of the the business. She she uh she she you know isn't didn't get sacked herself. So yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, for Baxter, that's a fair one. Yeah, number one, a scene stealer laying the smackdown in an all time great Down Abbey promo. Cora. Okay, she gets toasted by her husband and then layeths. The smacketh down on Barrow in a way that we have never seen him put in his place. That's fair. She it is. She is sharp. Woo. Does not mince words. Yeah, there is a woo on. You hear it. Uh, yeah. No, that's a good number one. I did not go that direction. I went with someone selected by the village people to oh, represent Carson? the that's village. Fair. Yeah, Carson, and he does. The, he he's so noble about it, putting over Robert too. But like, man, good for Carson. Yeah, it's a, the thing is, it's a very. Um, it's a very episode one, like mm-hmm. slow escalation to like what will become yeah. real moments. So I, you know, like that's it's hard to disagree with Carson. Yeah, but that yeah yeah. By the way, the CG smoke was pretty rough when when Barrow runs in the room. It's like that room's not a fire. That, yeah, they did it in the the <laughs> Christmas special with the bad uh, green screen monuments. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whenever you need special effects, Julian's like, yeah, just just get the cheapest option. You can get. <laughs> but the lighting's already poor, Julian. Just do it. <laughs> make it easier. It's like Jurassic Park. It ages well because it's all at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good episode. I'm Great a, episode. I'm excited to get into season five, episode two. Yeah, I'm more down. Yeah, and so all our listeners, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook. You email us, lordgrantham at gmail. Yeah, if you want to subscribe and uh, donate, we appreciate it. Patreon. Uh, Patreon. And we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Amen.